Welcome to the Classical School of Wichita podcast. I'm your host, Grant Bickle, upper school principal. At CSW, we believe that the Bible clearly instructs parents to bring up children in the discipline and paideia or instruction of the Lord, found in Ephesians. At all levels, the CSW board, administration, teachers, and staff acknowledge that the school does not function above parental authority, but rather in partnership with parents. So functioning as an extension of the family, CSW's mission is to operate a K-12 school that cultivates wisdom and virtue in its students by nourishing their hearts and minds on truth, beauty, and goodness so that in Christ they can glorify God and enjoy Him forever. I have Headmaster Josh Dyson in studio with me today, and I have ninth grader James McConaughey on the ones and twos, getting everything set over there. So, Mr. Dyson, how are you doing today? It's good. You know, it's uh, we're... You know, at this point, we're recording. We're a few weeks in. I don't know when this will drop, but uh, you know, the energy is high. The weather's, you know, looking at cooling down a little bit. Yeah, it's been hot. It feels fantastic today. Uh, and just having students and faculty back after a long summer, uh, it's great. So it's good to be here. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, uh, we are recording today just kind of talking about one of the questions we, I think, both receive quite a bit is, what are you reading? <laughs> Uh, I know I have uh, several dads who ask me pretty regularly, hey, what are you reading right now? What are you what are you guys thinking about? Is there any book I should read from my kid's book list? Uh, and just and thinking through that. So would love to just kind of get in on, hey, what? why do we love reading? What is reading? And uh, maybe what are you reading? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think, you know, to start off, I, you know, people, when they do ask me this, I think that they assume that I probably read, you know, a book a day or something like that. <laughs> like um, Al Mohler. Yeah. I mean, I do, not, I do not read as much as probably people think they you know, do. I don't read as much as I wish that I did. Yeah, same. Um, I would love to, to read more, but just like our parents, you know, we had the cares of life and the things that we're, that we're doing uh, and have to try and find time to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found um, actually had to schedule it uh, mm-hmm. to make it happen, and, and did a better job this summer than than other summers. I think of uh, just prioritizing, setting some time aside. Uh, I had some goals to read this summer of things that I didn't read, um, and I started some books that I, I planned on finishing that I didn't yeah. finish. You know, I, I had uh, I had set out to read Don Quixote this this summer, which is a very long <laughs> yes. book. Um, I've read the first ten uh, percent of it before, and this summer I think I made twenty percent of the way. Hey, there you go. Through so, um, you know, it came really down to a question of you know, and if there's anybody's read Don Quixote, um, it's quite satirical. Um, so like the whole thing is a big joke, mm. and uh, so I got well, you know, it's about a thousand page book, so I got what two hundred pages into it, and there's a, I mean, and and the joke is strong. Um, yeah. At that point, and it's but it seemed like I think this joke is going to continue on for another eight hundred pages, and I, and I think I get the punchline. Uh, so I don't know if I can do another eight hundred pages <laughs> right. of the same joke. Yeah, that's true. There are some books though that you get and you realize I should put this book down. Mm-hmm. Like I actually understand what this author was, uh, what what they were trying to communicate, what they're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. And, may, and and so I don't mean that any way to say that it's not worth reading the whole yeah, thing. For but sure. At this point in the summer, it was like I'm gonna I'm gonna set this aside and yeah, prioritize return to it. Yeah, I did uh, listen to the audiobook of uh, Brothers Karamazov. Oh, nice. Um, over kind of eight, you know, April through through June, and did get to the end of that one. Wow, which is probably comparable in 
at length. Yeah, length for sure. Don't give you a day. My one of my summer reading goals was to try to read. Uh, we this was our first year of required summer reading for upper school. Upper school, huh? And so uh, I tried to read everyone's summer reading. Yeah. And I got seventh, eighth, some of ninth, not tenth at all, and eleventh and twelfth knocked out. That's so pretty good. I, I felt pretty good about it. You should but feel good about that. It was not. It was not uh, 1,200 pages, I don't think, that yeah. you knocked out. But Yeah. No, so, you know, some of the things we did, you know, I read, you know, as, you know, I'm, you know, working with the integrated humanities faculties and yeah. trying to prioritize staying up with the 12th grade, 11th, 12th grade reading list. So I did read Robinson Crusoe over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was uh, the first half of it was, was difficult for me to, to continue to get through. Um, the second half really picked up. Uh, after that, and that was uh, really enjoyed that. Did your uh, copy have chapter breaks or not? No. Yeah, mine either. No chapter that breaks. That was rough. It is. <laughs> no yeah. chapter break in the whole book. Yes. Um. So at one point, you know, as I got about halfway through the book, and I got the audio book and was listening to it while I was reading for the second half. Oh, nice. And that did have chapter breaks in it. So I was, I actually have notes of, you know, where the chapter breaks yeah. are in the the text, but not having the chapter breaks just feels like you're on an island by yourself for years and years. <laughs> like a lot of them, like multiple decades. Yes. Like yeah. 27 or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, uh, it's interesting that we we put uh, Robinson Crusoe, that's one of the books I read too um, this summer. We put Robinson Crusoe in the summer reading uh, actually because of uh, T.J. Logan's um, thesis last year so tj was given his thesis on wit and it's and it's uh it's use in the christian life and um referenced quite a bit of chesterton uh, which makes sense uh, but also uh referenced crusoe and and the ability to find um levity in uh in a really what could have been a really dark moment and the beauty of um hey he found a bible and he knew how to read and uh yeah and the beauty of that yeah, it is. It is a beautiful story, and and, uh, yeah, and TJ did a great job intertwining all that. Um, we read Hamlet. Here. Oh yeah, twelfth, eleventh, and twelfth. Yeah, integrated this past. So if anybody has eleventh, twelfth graders, your kid um, was supposed to have been reading it. Um, so we did some surveying, and I think we got a pretty high percentage of students who did do all the reading. Was that mostly read um, by themselves, or did you guys read some a bit out loud, kind yeah. of in a dramatic way, or how did you guys yeah. read that? Yeah, there's still it's still ongoing. So prob- I would say it's probably half and half of read um, in groups, small groups, and then read um, outside of class, you know, on their own. And then they're doing some working on some uh, scenes that they're going to be. I think tomorrow is they're going to be um, acting out those scenes. Miss cool. Cosby actually came in and helped them uh, with some of those and led oh, some wow. some parts of the of those. So it was good. So you know, I had I had never read Hamlet before. And if I'd seen it, then I didn't have much memory of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, one of the things that was valuable for me in this reading through was, so read through it in, you know, its entirety, and then, you know, still in the midst of watching some scenes um, of, it, of it performed. And there's, there's really is value, I think, in both of those experiences of things mm-hmm. that you, ex- you experience in reading it, um, but then you see it performed and you experience a different way and in the interpretation that the uh, the tr- director um, took it. Uh, so there are things I think that I would have missed had I not read it um, by itself mm-hmm. if I just watched it. But then to go and, and see it performed, uh, there are things that I didn't I didn't pick up on 
just reading it also. Sure. So. Yeah, some of the interplay of words and, and things can come out in a totally different way. Yeah, or especially, you know, the, um, you know, the probably the, the scene that we watched um, here recently was the uh, get thee to a nunnery uh, between Hamlet and Ophelia. Mm-hmm. And the way that it was put on just really re-envisioned uh, for me what is actually happening in that, yeah. in that scene. Yeah, the power of uh, people performing it, not just uh, reading it. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. It was great. Yeah, so I really loved uh, that experience. So, yeah, how about you? What have you been uh, reading yeah. recently? So I read, uh, this summer I read Magician's Nephew with the seventh graders. They are, and I have a seventh grader, um, but they start the year talking about Genesis and then uh, creation myth and how how did, how did, how was the world actually created? And so seeing Narnia uh, for the first time coming out and the beauty of Aslan singing it into existence and, and, uh, an evil being present from a, a very uh, a very early moment, the beginning moments, um, was was beautiful. Eighth grade. Uh, yeah, beautiful. F- Love that book. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, controversial to read at first, though. You know, a lot of people. Controversial. Yeah, a lot of people like to read that last. Or, oh, the order. The order. Yeah, the yes, order of. There's controversy about that. Yeah. Do you, but, re- do you read in the order they're written or in the order that they. Uh, Chronologically, right? Yes. Chronologically, published order or order they were written. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a bookshelf uh, out by the office that I don't know who rearranges it, but sometimes the books get rearranged into different orders. Mm-hmm. So the books on the side say one through seven, um, but then on occasion I'll come out and it's like two, three, six, mm-hmm. four, five, seven. Because Lion, one. the in the Wardrobe is the first published, right? First published, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, my bedtime reading right now is uh, Father Brown. I have, yeah. I'm about, uh, so it's a complete series and I'm about 400 pages into the 700 pages. Okay. Um, do you know which, uh, I think I'm in incredulity, incredulity, however uh-huh, you say that yeah. word yeah, no <laughs> of father Brown. Uh, so the, that, that one started with him having taken a hiatus and he's, he's taken this, uh, parish out where nobody would know him. He had kind of risen to fame because of those horrible American authors, uh, mm-hmm. and, and journalists who, um, just seek to write everything they can about anything from England. Um, yeah, see a lot of yeah, Chesterton's very clever, and a lot comes out in Father Brown. Yeah, that's for sure. And uh, the thing I like is, you know, a night or two, I can put down the whole the whole story yeah. uh, and get it. There's there are for sure some that are better than others. Some yeah. of them are total snoozers, and <laughs> I move on from them. I I read the last paragraph. I'm like, okay, that's how yeah. he did it. Great. And, and move on. But Do you want to give a little, you know, nod to one that? Oh man, particularly... yeah, that's a good question. Um, there's there's a couple. Uh, the ones that are by the sea or have something to do with the sea are mm-hmm. interesting to me. Um, I, I love that uh, the kind of the struggle of uh, and that one. There's that one picture. I can't remember what the picture is, but you've talked about it quite a bit. Where the man's looking out over the the raging sea and. Uh-huh. Um, Man, I can't remember what the name yeah, of that it's is. It's actually over the mountains. Is it mountains only? Oh. I think so. Yeah. I thought it was sea. Maybe the sea and mountains. Maybe yeah. Maybe or maybe it's a sea of mountains. Maybe it's the sea to sea. <laughs> um, but but uh, but for me, thinking about that picture of uh, man thinks they can conquer the world. Mm-hmm. Man thinks we we can go do anything we want and be whatever, and and yet. Uh, so many things limit that the Lord has mm-hmm. predetermined so many things for us, and so um, I guess one that sticks out 
uh, is a, a more recent one. He he kind of gets uh, Father Brown is is uh, you know he happens upon this millionaire who has the Coptic cup, and the Coptic cup has passed from the the richest person in England to the second richest person, and now on to the third. Hmm. Number one and two were murdered. Oh no! And the third person knows he's going to be murdered. Oh, but no. when is he murdered? Um, and so it's this whole story about finding out like there's only one time a day where he was where this millionaire would be by himself and every other time he would um, have someone with him at all times and sure enough he dies in that 15 minutes one day when uh, he's by himself locked in his room alone Um, but it was this plan of uh, it it was a play on another story where um, someone had thrown a I think it was a hatchet thrown a hatchet up onto um, a castle wall and killed a guy at the top and the guy who shared the story ended up being the guy who who killed him, but he set okay. it up so it would look like yeah. that the the arrow was thrown through the window, but it actually was just stabbed. Mm-hmm. He was stabbed yeah. with an arrow. Yeah, it, remind, it sounds like one of the I think the Invisible Man is one of the yeah uh, yeah that's similar. Yeah, he well, sh- for sure. There's a lot of recurring themes. Like mm-hmm. you come and you're like, oh, this story reminds me of that story. Yeah. Um, then I uh, just <clears throat> was trying to read with Graham uh, again, chosen by God. So I used to teach the seventh grade. Uh, omnibus and Bible uh, at CSW, and uh, he's he's now as a seventh grader reading Chosen by God, and it was good to just sit with him, and you know he's having these moments of like, wait, does God predestine both ways? <laughs> you know, and we're sitting, and uh, actually our sons, uh, along with uh, the Lee's the Lee's sons and and a couple others. Uh, found themselves having this discussion again about this, uh, yeah. as they were and, and just kind of talking about well, what is reprobate and what is, you know, what are all these big terms? I'm like, man, that's a 12 year old, you know, sitting around talking about sitting talking about fire. that. Yeah. And so uh, it was it was funny one night. My wife and I apparently uh, disagree on this one finer point of chosen by God. And and he he was thinking that Graham, my son, was thinking like, oh man, I totally agree with dad, and is like high fiving me, and I was like, buddy, I could be wrong. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't one hundred percent know. I haven't studied it. Uh, yeah. Well, my son had the same experience. He's he's a year ahead. He's an eighth grader. Yeah. But last year, I mean, his favorite books were the uh, R.C. Sproul. Oh yeah. Books. Holiness of God and Chosen by God. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. We talked about that so much. I, I don't. I, I don't feel like we actually talk about it that much as a family. As yeah. It made me start to reflect on like, do I talk about this a lot? <laughs> right. Right. They really gravitated toward it. Yeah. I think it's that uh, logic stage. They yeah. love the controversial. They love uh, nice. dichotomized things. So, um, hey, Josh, would you mind? Uh, we have about a minute, two minutes left. I'm just kind of sharing what our staff is reading right now and, and what we're getting into. Yeah. Yeah, we have two books that we're uh, reading right now uh, as a faculty. Uh, so one is by Joseph Pieper, who was a uh, philosopher from the 20th century um, on the four cardinal virtues. Uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty dense book. I mean, it's, it's not easy to get through. So we're actually going to take a, a quarter of it and focus on the first virtue, hmm. uh, which is prudentia, uh, wisdom. And we're going to do that this year, so that'll be our emphasis. And then the next, you know, three years, we'll focus on different virtue, on justice, and then on temperance and courage, um, you know, through the next few years. Now, we're also reading a book, uh, which I would highly recommend to our families, uh, called The Liberal Arts Tradition uh, by uh, Clark and Jane. 
and it's a really an overview of classical education and um, the philosophy of classical education, how various subjects fit into classical education, hmm. how virtue formation fits into classical education, how um, our piety and, and our worship of God fits in uh, to all that. It's a great overview of, of the whole project. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thanks for listening today. Catch us next time. And uh, we are so glad to be here. Yeah. Thanks, Grant. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.